Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Will it be a Super Bowl preview? I say no. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is the morning show on CBS Sports Radio. 49ers, Ravens this weekend, Perloff. These are, right now, the two best teams in their respective conferences. I mean, I think the NFC, though, like where the 49ers are, is even much of, I don't say light years in front of where the Ravens are, but I trust what's going on with this 49er team more than I trust what's going on with the Ravens once we hit the playoffs. Now, no disrespect to the Ravens. Lamar's playing awesome. Their defense is really Mm -hmm. good. But for those who are wondering, are we watching a Super Bowl preview when these two teams take the field? I say no. I say absolutely yes. First of all, we're only talking about half of this matchup, right? We're not talking, no one's beating the Niners. The, no Niners are, the, Niners. the Niners are in the Super Bowl. So what you're I'm saying is... I'm glad you've come to this realization. Oh, I've been, I've been well aware since I saw the Niners come into Lincoln Financial Field <laughs> and destroy the Eagles. Yes. The Niners, barring injury, are the team to beat by so far in the NFC. So I think the, the, this debate hinges on the Ravens. And it looks like the Ravens are going to get the number one seed. So to me, having that bye and the games being in Baltimore, if I had a mulligan, I would take them by far... But it feel, who's beating them? Tell me who in the AFC is beating them right now. Well, I don't know if I have a name for you. Okay. But, <laughs> but, I will, well, I, but it doesn't seem okay. like they have an obvious flaw. No. I know they lost Keaton Mitchell, the running back, last week. Yeah, I'm not worried about that yeah. as much. I yeah, mean, you still have you Gus Edwards, and that's, and that's fine. I guess I, if, if I'm forced into a corner, I'm going to say the Chiefs. I still have to, like, tie goes to, you know, the champ. and I The think, one you've seen do it. The one I've seen do it. And, listen— the Chiefs don't look the same. I get that. The Chiefs on offense don't look the same. And if you're asking me, like, do I have to believe in Kadarius Tony or MVS or one of these big wide receivers <laughs> making Moore. a play? Like, there's no shot that they're going to be able to do it. However, I still believe in the Mahomes and the Kelsey. Like, there's got to be. This isn't how it ends, right? Like, not for Mahomes. He's going to be around for a long time. But is this how it ends with Kelsey? Like, Maybe him kind can... of tailing off? Uh, tailoring off. Tailoring yeah. off. So here's the thing about Baltimore. We've never seen a healthy Baltimore. And you could say, you could analyze NFL football all you want. The healthiest team gets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is the yep. key. The Eagles' run last year was defined by the fact that they had everyone sort of come back toward the end. Baltimore's never, we've never seen Baltimore all together this time of year. I think they are uncharacteristically healthy. I know, despite what I said about Keaton Mitchell, and Ronnie Stanley comes in and out of the game. Yeah. But I think that Lamar looks fresh and healthy despite having a lot of carries. I think that receiving core, Odell looks healthy. I think they are ready to go, and their defense is the most 
underrated unit in the entire NFL right now. Their defense is destroying people. And I admit, EJ was bothering me about that earlier in the year. I'm like, ah, now I've been watching them. They are brutal. They are so well coached. They, they'll hit you at every level. I, I think this is the most complete team in the AFC. Feels like a collision course to me. Uh, I, I don't know. I would bet on either team, uh, but I wouldn't because the odds are not great, especially on San Francisco. You're not going to win any money saying they no, get no, the no. Super Bowl now. But, <laughs> this is not going out on a limb. And also, a little history. We've seen it before. 2012, New Orleans, the lights went out. Yep. feels like you uh, Niners, Ravens. It just feels right to me right now. You and I were both at that Super Bowl. We're sitting next to each other in that Super Bowl. Uh, I was not at that Super Bowl. Oh, you weren't? No. I could have sworn you were next to I was not that. in the building when the lights went out. We went uh, home because we had a show in Connecticut on Monday morning. Oh, right, for DP. Maybe uh, the actual McLovin was who we were sitting next <laughs> was to. Yeah. I think it was Christopher actually... Christopher Mitz Plas. Now <laughs> yeah. I think about it, I think it was Michael Rosenberg. Uh, same, oh, same. Yeah. Um, I wish I could write like Michael Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the building when the lights went out. Uh, what was that like, by the way? That looks scary on TV. It was one of the scariest moments I've ever had in my life. Was, and Are you no, serious? Yeah. And, not, and, and I don't mean to you know go off on a tangent here, and I, and I don't mean this as a shot at the Superdome or any of the great people in the city of New Orleans. They were fantastic hosts. But I don't think of the Superdome, like, it wouldn't have been easy to get to the exits. Let me put it that yeah. way. That, that would have been a very, if something had yeah. actually been going down and it wasn't just the Beyonce halftime show, like blew out the grid in, <laughs> in uh, New Orleans or whatever the actual, the official story was, that would have been a difficult way to, I don't know if yeah. we were getting out of that building. Well, I mean, yeah. that building had such a rough history with yeah. what happened there in Katrina. Yeah. But regardless, great Super Bowl. Uh, 34th, great wasn't Bowl. that in the 30s? Great Super Bowl. Great Super Bowl. The three straight passes, Colin Kaepernick to uh, Crabtree, right, at the end, mm. and couldn't complete any of those passes in the uh, in the Ravens' win. So this, doesn't this feel like the same kind of vibe uh, that these two teams are headed on a collision course? Uh, I As long as Brock Purdy's upright, San Francisco's going to make it. We disagree a little bit on the McCaffrey impact. Yeah. San Francisco's there. I'm telling you, I just don't I don't see the flaw with Baltimore. You think maybe they're Lamar's past postseason failures? I, I'm not sure I'm getting the vibe from you. What's wrong with it? Um I need to make sure. I don't know because like I just watched this happen in Jacksonville last what Sunday night. Right. It becomes just the Lamar show. Yeah. And he's awesome when he does that. And I think he should have more consideration for MVP because he's doing so much out there despite the fact that they have better weapons for him now. But if it just becomes the Lamar show, I think that could be beatable. If yeah. you like, we know we've seen that. How yeah, this in the playoffs, mean, your Bills beat them when they had the same came in the playoffs, kind of hot, same format. This thing, you could say what you want about the Super Bowl. This is definitely an MVP head to head. Lamar versus Purdy. If Lamar beats Purdy, he jumps up to number one. Oh, because, I don't think so. I mean, I, three now. No, I don't think there is anything that anyone can do. To stop this Purdy train. No. If Lamar, I'll bet you any show bet. If Lamar and the Ravens, five and a half point underdogs, beat the Niners, Lamar is the MVP. I'm telling you, as someone who has stood on the mountain of Purdy is not the MVP and Christian McCaffrey is actually the MVP of not just the 49ers, but like, you know, poking holes in the Purdy MVP case, I can tell you the Purdy people. Y'all know who you are. The Purdy people, you guys are yeah. like an army out there. You can't say anything negative about Purdy. I think in the eyes of the people who are voting on this, I think Purdy is so far ahead. And maybe that's um, also because Lamar, we've talked about this, has already won one. So, like, do that's you... That's a good point. The bar has, like, become so much higher for you. I'm telling you, Perloff, these Purdy people, 
who, if you say anything negative about Purdy, all of a sudden you're a hater, you don't know anything about football. Purdy has become like more of a referendum yeah. on like how people watch football than just a simply an MVP candidate. There's so yeah. much more wrapped up here with Purdy. I totally hear what you're saying because people are, are not believing what they're seeing because he's Mr. Irrelevant, last pick. He's kind of a smaller guy and he has so many weapons around him. It is a, it's a fascinating debate about what really makes a great quarterback. And it's the I think it's the opposite side. It's the people who are the Purdy stands. Yeah. The Purdy fans who are like, no, no, no. If you question that Purdy is a system quarterback or that he's just a good distributor of the football, then you don't know what you're talking about. You don't you clearly yeah. don't know football if you just see Purdy as a system quarterback. And it's like gotten to the point where it's like the Purdy people have become like, I don't use this word. I don't mean it to be like, this is more serious word than I mean it. But like, you guys are bullies, man. <laughs> you Purdy people. You, you Like, nobody can have a different opinion about Purdy or else they get really in their feelings about it. Well, I think people who know football, like, look at the Purdy stands. Aaron Rodgers, Kurt Warner, the former quarterbacks all love Brock Purdy. They're like, you do not understand yeah, it's definitely, I play the game, you didn't, you don't understand what he's doing out there is way harder than you think. I'm hearing that vibe a lot from former players. And the fans, obviously, as well. So it's like, if yeah. you dare say anything like, hey, Christian McCaffrey could be the MVP, it's like, you don't know football. It's like, that, um, I think I do, actually. One thing I will guarantee, you're wrong about what, every week this year, the NFL MVP favorite in Vegas has switched. And a head-to-head matchup of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's two now, so it's Purdy one, Lamar two, Josh Allen three. If Lamar Jackson wins this game, he is one with a bullet. Because voters are dumb. The last thing they saw is all that matters. <laughs> well, and this year, it's been more of a last thing they saw. I there's, First of all, I don't think the Ravens are going to win. I think San Francisco wins. But if somehow Lamar upsets Purdy here, remember Purdy went on that three-game skid and everyone forgot about him? He fell off the face of the... The odds altogether. He wasn't even an MVP candidate. Then he won again. I'm telling you right now, the most recent hot streak is going to win the MVP this year. Mm. It's going to be Lamar. And watch out for Josh Allen. If Lamar trips up and Purdy doesn't play well, then Josh Allen will win the MVP. Okay. So we've got two show bets that are now going to be into the 20 year 2024. We've got two that are not going to get paid off until we flip the calendar over to the new year. I've got to add this one. I think Purdy's winning it no matter what. Again, I'm not like the big I'm not the big Purdy like I think McCaffrey is really the MVP, but he's so far ahead in this race. I know the Vegas odds, but I'm telling you the voters I think they have already penciled in Purdy mentally and I don't think there's anything Lamar can do to change their mind. So, show bet. Well, it has to be they have to win. I mean, the show bet's irrelevant if the Ravens lose to the Niners. Brock well, Purdy beats Lamar Jackson. What are we debating here? Of course he's going to win. I just, I don't think, okay, so if the 49ers lose, like, I still think Purdy's getting it. I will bet you, and I'll even give you odds, if the Ravens win this game as underdogs in San Francisco, yeah. I i am so certain that Lamar Jackson will be the MVP no. over Brock Purdy. I, I, I strong disagree. Okay, also, so let's, I guess get it depends, let's get some stakes now. It depends on on what happens on I mean, Sunday. Yeah, of course, if Purdy, Sunday, come, Monday, if they come Saturday. out there and kill them, then... so. The parameters I'm hearing is that if if the Niners lose, Maggie says the Brock Purdy will yes yes Brock Purdy will still be the MVP yes 
And Perloff is saying it will be Lamar Jackson. Yes. So we got to wait and see what happens in this game, and then we can move further on with right. the bet. And we tend to do food-related bets. Yeah. So let's be like mayors. The Baltimore food is something <laughs> involving crab cakes or a yeah. sourdough soup bowl in San Francisco. <laughs> What's a San Francisco food? Well, you got that. I think that clam chowder bowl is like a real tourist thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean... That's what you do when you talk about it. See, cheesesteaks yeah. are tourists. So, no, uh, you actually eat cheesesteaks a lot. Oh, you're telling me that people in the Bay Area don't don't <laughs> eat sourdough bread bowl soups all By the time? By the wharf? I don't think they uh, do. They? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I always thought that was just a tourist thing. Some sort of food bet off of this. I mean, we need Lamar Jackson to win. I will, Is someone I, putting their face in a bowl of clam chowder? Why do you think Brock Purdy's so far ahead? Every week we've had a new MVP favorite. I mean, it was Dak by a mile two weeks ago. It's. This is the most frenetic MVP vote I've ever seen in my life. I'll tell you why. Because I think, first of all, it's like best player on the best team. So I think Brock Purdy gets a leg up there. Or not, but like best team and then the quarterback from the best team. Yeah, but obviously Lamar Jackson would be the quarterback on the best team. If Baltimore wins, they'll end up with the best record. Sure. I think people believe that San Francisco is the best team, though. Not not if they lose to Baltimore. Baltimore is... I mean, how could that? How could they possibly be the best? Because team? I think that the the San Francisco train, if you will, the trolley, is coming so fast down the tracks that even if they stub their toe or they slip up against the Ravens, I still think people will believe that the 49ers are the best team. Like they will explain away. Mm. Perloff, you're the king of explaining away losses. No, there's no explain that. I mean, the Ravens will have a better record and just beaten them in so, week 15. There's no way that people are going to say the Ra- okay. the Niners are a better team. This is the other part I think about Purdy, and this is why he's going to win the MVP no matter what happens this week, is because I think people who like want to be considered like I'm I'm a super smart NFL mind. I, I know this inside and out. I know the game inside and out. I'm a super smart NFL mind. I see Purdy. You just don't see the magic. Like, I think it's like an elitist thing. Like, Purdy, I'm a Purdy person, and I see something, and if you don't see it, you can't possibly, you have no idea what you're looking at. And I think it's become that kind of thing. And who loves an elitist NFL argument more than the people who are voting on this award? Yeah, if you don't like Purdy, you're a casual. Yeah, right. Like you, you just don't. You can't possibly see the magic if you don't like Purdy, and it or not if you don't like him. Of course, we all like him, but if you if you don't think that he is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, like that's the argument. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm like, I I can't get there with that. Even with all of his success, I don't begrudge him it at all. Could he win a Super Bowl? Of course, but I think that's what this has become. I also, by the way, would not rule out there is a lane. There is a lane for two other guys. Dak and Tua play each other this yeah. week. I think if Dak puts on a show the last three weeks, he'll jump right back in. It's over for Dak. I think that <laughs> I mean, Buffalo that's loss. Th- you, I think you're overestimating the attention span of NFL Nation. They go <laughs> one week. That's Who, it. They are ready to flip. This MVP, every single week this year, we've had a new MVP favorite. I don't know why that would stop. I don't think Vegas has the pulse on this one. Oh, I, I, I disagree. I think, by the way, Brock Purdy could run. If Brock Purdy struggles against the Ravens' defense, which is very possible, the Ravens' defense yeah, is awesome. No, they're amazing. Uh, that MVP train will fall. And I've been obviously been driving this MVP train for six weeks here. Yeah, no, you're you're part I'm, of the, I'm, you're a Purdy. I'm person. a Purdy for sure. Yeah, but people just the last thing they saw is all that matters. Uh, let's go to Sean. He's in Oregon. Good morning, Sean. What's up? Hey, we'll see if this outside noise starts getting to him. There's three games left, you guys. Getting to who? Getting yeah. to Purdy? Yeah, and, you know, I'm just going to – I I voted against him last year. He proved me wrong. 
But there's something about Mr. Irrelevant doing all this and then People being love it. MVP too. Yep. I just, I don't know. I just. Uh, the story's too good, happy. Sean. The story's too good. The voters love this stuff. It's crazy. You know what's going to be a good story? What's that? Is when, if the Dolphins and the Cowboys meet in the Super Bowl. That'd be a sick Super I'd Bowl. I'd love that Super Bowl. That'd <laughs> yeah. be amazing. <laughs> and, you know, well, I mean, by Bills didn't make the playoffs, but that's fine. I don't care. You you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, when the, when the Cowboys show up, you don't know which Cowboys are going to show up. I mean, they really disappointed me last week. Um, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I like the story. And I like Jerry Jones. I like the way he talks. You know, Sean, we've got some Jerry Jones sound. Thank you for that. We're going to get to it in just a minute because it Jerry was on one this week, which was fantastic. I would love a cow. I'd love a Cowboys Miami Super Bowl more than I'd like the rematch with San Francisco and Baltimore, right? Oh yeah, I I actually would like a San Francisco Miami rematch oh, too, from cool. Dan Marino, Joe Montana. That'd be awesome. I I think Miami is something the NFL kind of needs Miami to be in there. Something flashy and something new. different. Yeah, I mean the Ravens are great, but they've been great for a little while. The Ravens would be cool. Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl, you could not argue with that. that I'd would love be, to see Lamar in the Super watch. Bowl. That'd be really cool. We have a lot of potentially good matchups here, but there'd be something about the Dolphins. I mean, but wait, San, San Francisco, Kansas City would be amazing too. To see Mahomes against that juggernaut of a team, eh, we've, we've seen it already. I've seen that one. Oh yeah, we have. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it feels was, it like the okay. Niners. The Niners feel a little different now. They feel they snuck in against them last time. This time they come in as a favorite. It'd be it'd be fun. All these matchups are going to be. You know, it'd be really fun. Philly KC rematch. Who's with me? No. Who's with me? Last. Let's that, go. That'd be the last one I'd want to see. Let's quite go. Frankly. Hard pass. Because you're not going to beat him again. <laughs> like you're not going to beat him. Period. <laughs> and we all have to watch it for the no, second time. No, come on. We could beat this Kansas City team. I mean, the truth are you going to blame the grass again? <laughs> that was Is a it going to rain? That was, was a thing. real thing. I agree with that. Actually, that was a real thing. Uh, I, I don't think either of those teams are making the playoffs, to be honest. I think it's going to be San Francisco and Baltimore. I'm sorry. These matchups sound fanciful, but we are watching the Super Bowl next week, and we are, whoever wins this game wins the MVP. The team I want to How see How about most... that bet? Will you do that bet? No, you won't, because you think Purdy's I think Purdy's got it. And the, Purdy's going to win this the, week, too. The team I most want to see in the Super Bowl, and it pains me to say this as an AFC East guy, but I want to see the Bills in the Super Bowl. Thank you, That'd AJ, be fun, too. For the support. Yeah. That, I think this would be... Well, a... <laughs> we say support, but also it's like... Can Maggie do this again? It's been many years. Oh, so you're expecting a, a oh, loss. that they lose <laughs> again? Either way, either way is something glorious for this show. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, for the show to watch me, my, you know, just like my entire being just get crushed, apparently, if they lose or, in this scenario. Or you don't show up for a week because you're out partying <laughs> back in, in, in Binghamton. Vegas. <laughs> oh, in Binghamton? <laughs> Go back to the hometown. Yeah. People are in Binghamton into- in February. People are into the Bills right now. Everyone, I, they're the bandwagon. flavor, of the, they're the flavor of the month as a Super Bowl dark horse. Yeah, get out of here, you bandwagoners. But they're a fun, they are a fun team because of how on the edge they live. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. the no, this is not the 49ers. Defense, yeah. hit or miss. Maybe Stephon Diggs is happy. Maybe he's not. Like if he's you definitely had that, not. You had that for two weeks. <laughs> maybe the coach is going to get fired. Maybe he's right. Not. Maybe he's going to make some other dumb comment about terrible things. Like if you had that for two weeks, getting ready for the game. Of course, then is Josh Allen able to win the big one? The obvious question. That would be awesome. So here's what would happen: something that will have a nickname 
for the end of time. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah, be yeah. assured that when it comes to the Bills, it's not just going to be something's going to happen. It's going to have a nickname. It's, there's going to be a shorthand. The Las Vegas letdown or Thank something. You. It's <laughs> got, and it's got to have alliteration like Minnesota Miracle yeah, right. or, yeah, no, that's definitely happening. I can't wait. Go Bills. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised the Bills are, I hear a lot of media people, they're seventh in odds in the NFL. I think there's a little concern that they're, they have to make the playoffs first. Yes. Small <laughs> I love this MVP you, talk and all this playoff Super Bowl talk, but that, you know, they're, they're on the outside looking in. Can I give you a little analytics, a little metric that I read? You can't get to the Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Trent Dilfer told me that. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you must can't get this more. kind of analysis anywhere else on the radio. No. Yeah, yeah. The Bills' odds will increase dramatically if they actually make the playoffs. <laughs> sure about that? Uh, we need our fact checker on we did it. Have a, we did have a funny – There was a. we do these calls. We had a funny show argument. I'm like, let's do the Bills are the team you don't want to see. And we were just kind of making fun. Like, that is a thing. I've heard 50 people saying the Bills are the team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, well, you might not if they can't beat the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers and the Patriots and the Dolphins. You're not going to see them in the playoffs. Why would you say the Niners are the team I don't want to yes, see in exactly. the playoffs? Yes, exactly. But people use that expression, meaning the wild card team that is on the edge. That's a team I don't want to see. The Rams and the Bills are the two teams you don't want to see. You know why? I think it's, some of it is the you don't want the letdown. Because if you lose to the Niners yeah. and Ravens, you could say to yourself, you know what? We lost yes. to a great team. Yeah. If you yeah, lose yeah, yeah. to one of these plucky <laughs> underdogs that we know have talent, it's going to be a long offseason trying to explain to yourself how you lost a seven seed. Do you think anyone in the Eagles can cover Cooper Cup? I'm in a state of panic <laughs> no. that the two seed Eagles are going to lose to the seven seed Rams. You got to get that two seed first. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right. We got a lot to do here. Do you believe that 49ers-Ravens is a Super Bowl preview, number one. And number two, I think Brock Purdy's got the MVP no matter what. Now, ironically, he would not have my vote. I think Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP, but the voters have already decided. The story, the fact that he exemplifies or, you know, he encapsulates what smart people think is a smart argument. Like, this is the smart football argument. Like, if you don't love Purdy, if you're not a Purdy person, you don't know what you're looking at. I hear all that, but voters have decided it is not true. They have the attention span of a fly. They will change <laughs> four times before. There'll be four new MVP favorites. Coming up, uh, we will hear from Deion Sanders. We have a lot of college football news to get to on this very busy Wednesday. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Lots of good debates going on here today. You can weigh in. Is the Ravens 49ers a Super Bowl preview? I say yes. Maggie says no. Also, is Brock Purdy already done? Is it MVP for Brock Purdy? I say no way. The MVP favorite has changed every week. The winner of the Ravens-Niners game, the quarterback that wins, is such a strong favorite. If Lamar Jackson beats Brock Purdy one-on-one, he's number two in odds. How are you not going to jump him? I don't think Vegas is right on these odds because I think this is that's about the public money, yeah. and we're talking about what is it, fifty NFL media people who vote on this? That's I don't think they, I don't think that they're giving us something correct here. See, I think something has changed though. Okay. I think with legalized gambling, every NFL writer knows these odds. Mm. I think it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. I think they read the odds before they make these selections. For example. The defensive player of the year, I think they're going to read the Micah Parsons as a Vegas favorite and say, ooh, maybe I should vote for that guy, consciously or subconsciously. I I think the odds actually end up being self-fulfilling prophecies. Uh, they influence the vote. I, I think with Purdy, it's already a fait accompli. It's all too good. The winning, the story, the newness of Purdy, like the fact that this is the smart person's quarterback, like that's at least how it feels to the people who are non-Purdy people yeah. like me. It's like if you are, if you dare think that Christian McCaffrey is more valuable or if you dare call Brock Purdy a system quarterback, all of a sudden you're the hater. You don't know anything about football. How dare you? It's become like Brock against the world. And I think the voters like to be on the, oh, I'm the thinking man's football voter, and I'm going to I'm gonna vote Brock Purdy as opposed to just, like, the obvious choice, which is McCaffrey. <laughs> if those if they're MVPs, by the way, and they can't beat Baltimore at home, neither is MVP. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they're, they're supposed to be most valuable players, then should they win this game? You know... They, it's not, it is not an overall sample size. People are not that savvy. It is the most recent thing they saw, and this is the, really the last big game for both teams, I think. The Ravens have the Steelers, I guess. That might, I don't know if the Steelers are anything, but this this is a huge, huge showdown. So I think people are going to see it. And the voters, I understand what you're saying, but voters respond to the public and they respond to Vegas. I, I think they're going to say, well, how can I vote for Brock Purdy when he just lost to Lamar Jackson? Because that, that's your ballot, right? Do you, now it's ranked voting. It's one, two, three. So how can you put Lamar Jackson two and Brock Purdy one if Lamar beat, beat him? It just doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, I, I think they love the Purdy story. We got the new Kurt Warner here. Just all Purdy is missing is bagging the groceries. Mike is in California. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Been a while, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. Just kind of, I usually catch you guys on the repeat, but today I got up early, so I catch you live, so I can actually call in for a change. Aren't you awesome? What's been on the menu lately, Mike? Oh, boy. Um, you've been doing a lot of pork tenderloin, a lot of turkeys. Uh, prime rib. Um, what's your, what's your holiday? Like your, I don't know if you celebrate Christmas, but what's the, what's on the Christmas menu? If that's a thing. So I, I'm a big Turkey for Thanksgiving. Uh, it's always prime rib for Christmas. Love it. Class. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be a prime rib. What's on your mind football wise, pal. All right. So here's the deal. I got three things. Number one, 
The the NFL and the public have been waiting to give Brock Purdy the MVP since last year before he got hurt. <laughs> Thank you. The, You're so it's right. It's a Cinderella story. Yep. Everybody wants to see it happen. He's like Bill Murray and Caddyshack. <laughs> They've been dying to give him the MVP because of the story that goes along with it. And all he has to do is not get hurt, and he's already got a one. <laughs> I love it. It's like, uh, what is it? Uh, you know. 16T, Augusta. (laughs) So good. So number two, I think it's going to be the Bills and San Fran in the the Super Bowl. I think that the Bills are so crazy unpredictable about when they're going to show up and play. And I think that's going to be what puts them there in San Francisco from the NFC is just the hardest team to beat right now. Um, The last one is Belichick. Everybody keeps talking about Bill Belichick being this great coach, which he was. And I still think he was one of the greatest coaches of all time. But his style of football has gone away. It's antiquated. He is a defense first, passing as a supplement to the, to the run game. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have the deep threat to win because you can do the dump-off passes with the yards after Kesta goes along with a great blocking, or blocking yep. receiving core. And that's not the game anymore. If you don't have that deep threat to pull in, the, honestly, to pull in the pass interference call that gets you at least two or three huge plays a game – you can't win. And he keeps playing that same game, and he keeps playing the GM role, bringing in players to supplement that game, trying to prove that you can still win that way. And you can't. It's not the modern NFL. And I don't think that any team that has those great threats is going to want someone like Belichick because you're going to stifle a great offense Mm -hmm. by bringing somebody like him in. I think it's the worst decision somebody like San Diego could do to take a great quarterback with a great wide receiving core and a decent run game and bring in someone like Belichick and try to completely revamp it to turn it into Belichick football, which doesn't win anymore. Man, Mike, you make some great points. Thank you for getting up super early on the West Coast just to hang with us and uh, have a happy holiday. Well, I think, Mike, uh, they can't complete an 8-yard pass or a 30-yard pass. So (laughs) it'd be nice. They could barely hit a screenplay. So I think the confidence level of that receiving core is at zero. Mike makes a lot of good points about – I think on the defensive side, Belichick is fine, right? He's proven that even when he loses really important pieces, he still has a really great defense. On the offensive side, yes, it does look a bit antiquated, but I asked this question, and I don't mean to oversimplify things, but what if Mac Jones was just better? Like, what if he, he, and this is partly Belichick's fault too, is that Mac Jones regressed to the point where he's been benched multiple times now and if if Mac Jones, if they had just hit a little bit better on the quarterback or they had developed Mac Jones to be a better quarterback, I don't think we're talking about Belichick being so washed. I think I, this all has to do with Jones. I think I think it's offensive coaching and that it's the worst receiving core in the NFL. Two years running. I mean, you couldn't invent a worse receiving core. Who who's gonna throw to these? That's why Tom Brady wanted to get out of there. He's like, these receivers stink. Well, these guys weren't even the ones who were there when but, he was there. Yeah. Juju I mean, and yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was like it was starting to go downhill, and now it's just dead in the water. I don't, Mac Jones is not good, but those receivers are terrible. The whole offensive game plan is bad. Now, I, I think it's a combination of things. I think the offensive coaching is not good. I'm not as big a Bill O'Brien guy as some people are. I thought he was a little overrated at Alabama. No, I, I, I think this is – this. I agree completely with Mike. It would 
Take all the fun out of the Chargers if Bill Belichick went there. Does anyone want to see Justin Herbert with Bill Belichick? Well, I think they'd be lucky to get him just to try to change the culture Eesh. in uh, with the Chargers. Andrew Bogish is here. He's got headlines. Hello. Hello again. Let's put the context aside for the moment. This impressive in your season debut after missing 25 games. Four seconds. Three seconds. Morant in the lane. Spins. Hangs. Floats. It's good! Zero's on the clock. Morant wins the game in his return. <laughs> 25 games later, the Grizzlies have shown they are going to make a charge back into the Western Conference picture. Let's not get carried away. Pete Pranica <laughs> on Grizzlies Radio. Ja did score 34, hit the game winner in his season debut. His team is now 7-19 and after beating the 7-19 and Pelicans, 115-113. So I don't know how worried... The rest of the West is just yet. Uh, Jaws season only beginning last night because he was suspended for a second bad decision involving a gun. The 34 points, the most anyone has scored in his return from any absence of at least 25 games. Obviously, you know, I've been prepping for this for, you know, almost eight months. You know, it's been eight months since I, you know, played a game. Um I'm confident, you know, in the work I was putting in and, you know, trying to be in the best shape possible to go out there and, you know, be able to, you know, be out there for the guys. And for the record, there were some people who weren't excited about Jaws' return long before the buzzer beater. A lot of people that don't like me, so see what that got them. But it was just, I feel like the surprising part was, you know, I got called in the starting lineup. It was loud cheers. And then when the game started, it went to booze. Um, I don't know the reason. I don't know, you know what I did to the Pelicans or their fans, but... Hey, they got a root for their team, so it's all good. Okay. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize what's going on here. I think Jaws... Okay. So, obviously, they do like him, which is why they cheered for him to come back, right? That's why an opposing crowd would cheer anybody is because they want to like Jaws. People want him to be one of the faces of the league. And then once you start playing, well, now you're the opponent. So, of course, now you're going to get booed. That's not too tough to figure out. I think Jaws still can become, like, the redemption story is on. Oh, yeah. People love a Pe- redemption story. but uh, Definitely. Also, Zion could use a redemption. I don't know why he stinks so bad right now. <laughs> but that's <laughs> besides the point. Redemption from something else, like the beignet. Uh, yeah. Uh, or the, or the no, I totally OnlyFans models. Yeah. This is, you know, I always say this is a build them up, tear them down. Like, people like to see these dramatic swings in people's lives. It's, it's good drama. It's like a play. John Moran is like a play or a movie. It's an incredible story. Because he couldn't be farther down. And I think they're 7 19, you said, Bogus. Yeah. I, I think they make a run back into the playoffs. First of all, everybody makes playoffs in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to be really good. I, I think this is, I think this is going to become one of the big stories of the year. Yeah. It's just going to be whether or not Jock can keep it together. See, the, the build them up and tear them down. I just, I don't want to be, I don't want the media or anyone to get. Like, we didn't tear him down. Like, well, he I think put himself fan, in a bad fa- position, in two bad are, positions. Fans find it compelling, too. I, yeah. It's not just the media. I do think the, the media really loves that storyline. But you like a storyline. And this is a great storyline, the fact that he could not have been any lower. Yeah. I mean, this, there's no recent NBA superstar of that level who's gone sunk beneath John Moran. You blew it all, it seemed like. Yeah. But now he's going to come back. And by the way, the Pelicans are not 719. Not to correct you, Bogus. They're in the playoff picture. Did I misread their record? Yeah, I think you did. They're not that bad, no. Oh, my bad. Uh, They're 16 uh, and 12. My yeah. fault. Yeah, I, I feel bad now. That was totally unnecessary for me to call out <laughs> bogus. No, that you should. I still think that P. 
Pete Pranica got a little worked up by one band. <laughs> but still. Hey, but do we all agree that 719, can, can John Morant lead them back in? And won't that be the story of the year? Yes. Just because of what you're saying? There's still plenty of time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think everyone wants to like this guy because of how he plays. You know, yeah. the above the rim, him with the game winner last night. I mean... It's like, I think everyone actually wanted to like him even after the first video came out in the strip club. I think everyone's like, well, let's, a lot let's, of give, him, him. let's give him a yeah. shot. You know, let's give him a chance. Maybe we don't know the whole story, whatever. He's going to get some help. And then it was the second one. It's like, all right, well, now I feel like a fool because I believed that this guy was going to change and be different. And I, I think everyone wants to be back on board with John. Yeah, and also he's from Murray State. He's a, you know, a little Brock Purdy magic. He's a, mm-hmm. it's a Cinderella story. It's mm-hmm. not like he was the number one recruit who blew all this talent. He has, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere in college. And in some ways, I think the best thing that could have happened to him was that the Grizzlies started this season 6-19. and Because remember, the other big storyline was that, are the Grizzlies better off without Ja? That right. was crazy last Right. Year. How many of those games that they won without him, they were going on big winning streaks, and there was numbers that suggested maybe he wasn't as big of a difference maker, as crazy as that sounded, as Pearl off mentioned. So seeing them this season come into a year without Ja Morant and have these struggles, now he can come in and be you know, the white knight on his horse coming in and maybe saving the season, which I definitely agree is on the table for the Grizzlies. It's on the table, but the thing, at least for me, is we still don't know if he's quote-unquote better, right? right. We just just don't know, and we might not know until next year. We might not know for, you know, we won't know until it's 10 years from now, and he's played uninterrupted, and there's been no other mistakes. Because it's like, it's his fault maybe why we're here or maybe he has real problems Mm -hmm. that he's actually addressing and he's going to get over them and he's more victim than anything else well i just don't know if the people around him put down their phones and what's the difference he's always been able to play at a high level it's never affected his well the difference is he might not deserve us celebrating his return like if he's just a if he's made a series of bad immature decisions because he just made bad decisions then i don't want to have fun watching him play basketball again yeah, and it goes beyond just the IG live incidents. You remember there was this thing he's still yeah. dealing with with the civil suit where they punched a kid. He was in court last seventeen, week. exactly. Right. There's the uh, the laser pointer uh, that yeah. was that you know into the Pacers bus that got right. them nervous. So and the dude that was involved in that who was in court is still on his payroll. He oh, can't, he, he, he kept that guy can't, around. Yeah, he's, he can't go into gyms, yeah. but he still works for John Morant. Right. I, I didn't love seeing the dad front and center like that yeah. again. I, that well, was the only thing, I, and like I, I'm all supportive of dads who support their sons, but like some of the issue I think has been like John Moran's dad kind of treats him like he's oh I like was, they're both celebrities. I you was know? just gonna say it. <laughs> I took a pause because I'm like, do do we want to say this? But I think what's hard because we talked to Benny the Butcher about this, who's the uh, famed rapper who like had had lived that life in the streets and then came out of it, and like we asked him for his advice for John Moran, and he said. You know, you got to get these toxic people who are around you. You got to get them kind of out of your inner circle. Yeah. And I'm not saying his dad is toxic necessarily, but some of the reporting is like dad is living the NBA lifestyle and dad wants to mm-hmm. live the NBA lifestyle mm-hmm. and is doing that through his son. Like, how do you kick your dad out of the inner circle? That is a much different conversation than saying, hey, I got, I need you to take a step back, friend. You know, stuff like that. Also, his best friend, Devontae Pack, was there courtside last night, too. That was yeah. caused a lot of consternation. I thought I thought that's the guy who's not supposed to be in Me the arenas too. anymore, yeah. but it's a, it's a, the away arena. I think he's not supposed to be in the Grizzlies', Grizzlies home arena. Right. Ah, okay. That seems like a weird and I th- and I th- <laughs> loophole. Yeah. yeah, I thought maybe there was also like, it was like a kind of a temporary ban. I'm not sure if it was a 
forever band. Was so this we'll, like a big Dom band? Or yeah, was I kind of thought it was that. I mean, yeah. we'll see, you know, I guess, whenever the Grizzlies play at home if he's back. But, yeah, that was probably the only imaging. And then he was a little defensive when it came to the booing. I didn't love that either. Like, yeah, humble yeah. pie. Right yeah. now, it's all humble pie. Right. Just happy to be here. Uh, but, I'll win you over. Yes. Right, right. T, uh, T. Moran is playing halftime at the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. He does look exactly. I heard he's in Vegas, too, doing a residency. He would definitely be in Vegas. You ever seen the picture of the two of them sitting next to each other wearing the same outfit? It's great. They are identical <laughs> twins. Uh, only three other games in the NBA last night. The Suns blew an early 22-point lead, lost in Portland 109-104. The Warriors rallied past the Celtics 132-126 in overtime. Steph scored 33 and Damian Lillard had 40 in the Bucks 132-119 win over the Spurs. Lillard now the eighth active player with 20,000 career points. And men's college hoops last night, number six, Marquette, took a 72-57 tumble at Providence. Guys, back to you. Thank you so much, Bogish. Uh, in our YouTube chat, Ben Franklin, who hangs out, says, where can I get some prime rib at 7 o'clock in the morning? Is that what you guys eat on the holidays? Um, more roast beef than prime rib, but okay. so same family. We do turkey. Okay. Last year was the first year, so because I was working, I I did not see my family on Christmas. So, but we did do a, a dinner at a French restaurant, and Carrington Harrison, yeah. someone on CBS Sports Radio on the weekends, he he put over prime rib big time the day before when I was working with him. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to a French restaurant. They had a prime rib special, mm. delightful. And since then, I'm like, man, I gotta find a way to get. My mom to put that on the menu. <laughs> Your convert, Ryan? Yeah. Italian, most of the time. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Lasagna, chicken cutlets, all that stuff. I love it. I'm you, not a the huge... you guys saw the seafood the day before, right? Yeah. Christmas Eve? I don't, I'm not that Italian. Oh. So, <laughs> I, I, Seven fishes? Seven fishes. No, no, not I that I Italian. I don't do that, no. I, I, a comic once said this. I can't. Maybe it was Sebastian Maniscalco. I can't remember who. But he's like, I love how Italian people, they know their food is the best. So... They never compromise. It's like, what do you serve on Thanksgiving? Italian food. What do you serve on Christmas? Italian food. What do you serve on Easter? Italian food. Like, you never compromise. Yeah. I love it. Uh, prime rib overrated. Wow. Too fatty. Oh. Not my kind of cut. I'd rather have a filet any day of the week. But see, like, a filet, that's, to me, that's steak. I don't think a prime rib is steak. Interesting. I think of it as almost like I know what adjacent, you're saying. adjacent to pot roast almost. Huh. Yeah, and it's also like, I think you're where I'm with you on is really, really delicate. You can get a really bad pointless yes. piece of prime rib more so than maybe anything else. Like it's just, if it's not done well, it can be all fat. Yeah. If it's not a center cut or yeah. something, it has to be a little has, bit pink. You yeah, have to yeah. know what you're doing to make prime rib. Yeah. I don't think it's overrated though. I think it's a, you have to it's do a it gamble. Sparing, sparingly. Though. Right. You're not going to have a random Tuesday. Hey, let's have prime rib tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, what are you in the mood for? It's like a prime rib. Um, all right. Well, we'll get more into holiday stuff. Too, as we continue the countdown today, uh, the top moments of the Maggie and Perloff show of 2023. Today, we are down to moment number three. We'll do that later on in the show. Coming up next, we hear from Deion Sanders, what he had to say about Shador and his thoughts for next year. We'll get to that in just moments. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Let's get to our Daily Dion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. updated on all things Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Well, Deion did a wide-ranging interview with the Associated Press. We do not have any audio of this, but we can tell you he said that Shador Sanders, his son, is going to be back at spring practices. He has a fractured bone in his back, Perloff. He took an unprecedented beating. 
this year at Colorado, but Dion says he will be back. They also uh, have basically gone crazy in recruiting new offensive linemen out of the transfer portal yeah. and recruiting out of high school. They also hired former Vikings, uh, former Vikings offensive line coach to try to make sure that Shador stays upright next year. Phil Lodeholt will be oh, the new team's offensive that line. That dude, coach. even I know that guy's name. He's been <laughs> around forever. Uh, hashtag protect number two. I'm all about it. Of course, he's going. He's going to be the number one quarterback prospect in this class. Everything is shaping up perfectly for a big. He's probably front runner for Heisman. Probably every mock draft of him number one overall. This is going to be Shador's year. Okay, well, I thought you guys were more interested about a rumor that's oh, yeah. going around on the internet There's about Shador. There's a report that he's the strong front runner to be the cover of EA Sports College Football, and I wasn't. I actually had to check this. EA Sports for a long time could not put a college football players. On there now, they can again. These players can get compensated. Yep. I mean, this is going to be a must-have cover, right? If it is Shador, let's let's go. Shador on the cover, and I would I would venture to say they probably do a twist and put Dion on the cover too, <laughs> like in the back, maybe like like Shador in the foreground and Dion in the background. Well, it is. I then you get into like how much you have to pay Dion, how much you have to pay whatever Shador. it takes. <laughs> how much is Shador going to make next year if he's on the cover of EA? And he's already got these national commercials because he's Dion's son. I mean, he's going to make way more than he would as a rookie in the NFL. I know it'll take him longer to get to that rookie contract. He's going to make $10 million next year. Yeah. I, is he going to be the front runner for the Heisman? Well, I who is don't it? know. I mean, Jalen Milrow is going to be coming back. Yeah. We'll see what happens with J.J. McCarthy in the um, college football playoff. You're going to have Quinn Ewers says he's coming back. We'll see what yeah. happens with him in the college football playoff. You're going to have other guys. Yeah, like Carson Beck is Carson back. Carson Beck is back. Jackson Dart's going to be back at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is a juggernaut. Yes. I mean, that that They just got that two train, more wide receivers in the portal. Yeah, they just re-signed Kiffin, too. I mean, that, that team is going all in. Yeah, I understand, but... I think Shador is number one over all those guys. Name the one guy. There's a lot of good guys, but mm-hmm. Shador, because maybe it's hype, but he's Shador Sanders. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, I'm sorry, but Quinn Ewers is Quinn Ewers. There's just so much more buzz around this dude. Well, I mean, they're, they're doing the right things here for Colorado, right? Because the offensive line, they said it was going to be an issue. It ended up being, I think, an even bigger issue than what Dion had anticipated. So oh, yeah. they're it's- doing everything they possibly can to try to improve there. Because, you know, because of Deion Sanders, you're going to get good wide receiver cornerback. Like, you're going to, just by virtue of his cult of personality yeah. and his experience, those guys are going to come running. Dude played cornerback and a little wide receiver yeah. in the NFL. So, of course, you could get those edge guys. Here is the best move he did for his quarterback. He's moving to the Big 12. Hello. <laughs> this is uh get out of the, the – happened to be a great year in the Pac-12. That hurt Deion for sure. He's going to have a much easier schedule. This is going to be big points out of Colorado. I don't know if they can stop anyone. I don't know if they're going to be a complete team, but I think if Shador stays healthy, he's in a great spot. Yeah, let's not forget Travis Hunter. I think still with a Heisman candidacy, because doing both and playing both sides, both ways rather, I think we'll... Uh, maybe they take votes away from each other, but he will be heard from, I think, this Yeah, season. he's got to avoid some big hits, too. That guy That's gets true. blown up all over the place. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It is Wednesday, which means it is a great debate Wednesday. What is the topic du jour? Give you a hint. Has to do with football. The NFL. We get to it next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. T. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.